When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And... Stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sluice on all major podcast platforms. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Leslie. How are oh, you? I'm doing good. Really good. Yeah. You're fully clothed today. Well, at 10 this morning, I was not. No, I, <laughs> I was. Uh, it's cold today. I know. I was a little sad that I'd brought this thin jacket out with me when I was running errands because I was like, you know, it's a little chilly. I, I could have had a little more. Do you want to go? Okay. Cause I, I want to hear a couple it. other updates. Maybe we'll okay. do the updates afterwards. Okay. So the death Wait, updates of about what? Now you got me intrigued. Now you're interested. All right. All right. All right. Here it is. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the conversation we had with Jacob or I had with Jacob, my son, um, about UFOs? No. Wait, did I? I don't remember. That's because you only remember the sex penis discussion, probably. Probably. He's all Although into UFOs, aliens, so. right? He's into UFOs, and he's oh like, yeah, and but he I doesn't said, believe, in believe in ghosts. Yeah, yeah. I, I go. How can you believe in UFOs and not believe in spirit guides and all this kind of stuff? Well, so he, I don't know if you remember, and I don't know how much of this we kept in or cut out, but he went off on this little tangent about these. UFO sightings that had been declassified by the government and he was showing them to me and he's saying, well, they're going this fast and they're doing this and blah, 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 blah. And these are real Naval pilots. And, and I was kind of like, well, how do I know they're going that fast? Like I can't read anything on that screen. I don't know what any of that means. How do I know that's going that fast? You know, whatever that was on 60 minutes this Sunday. Oh, I'll have to go oh. back and look. Yes. Well, according to Ella, they're releasing all the information about the government has ever collected about UFOs on January or sorry, June 1st. Did you hear that? Well, I think this was last June. Oh, it was, or okay. maybe it was last August. I don't remember. So that was this last year. They released okay. several of them and they are redacted, but um, yes, this was, they call them, they don't call them UFOs. They call them unidentified yeah, darn it. I didn't write that part down. They, they have a different name than UFO, but it's basically, okay. you know, yeah. unidentified. And they talk about them not having any visible fuel, like, like where you see how they're being propelled, no propellers. Um, they go at extremely high rates. They can drop and 
um, they can raise and they, and one, they had, uh, four pilots. So there was actually two pilots and two co-pilots and they had the two pilots on, but the two co-pilots also agree that this had happened. They were told to go out and check out this thing that was out in the, in the sky out off of San Diego. So they went out there and this thing was acting weird. And they're like, what the fuck? And so anyways, one of the pilots gets really close to it and he starts to drop and this thing starts to come up. They go face to face and it disappeared. And he's like, you know what? I can't tell you what happened. Like I try to like write this in my brain and thank God there were other people there with me because I honestly wouldn't talk about it because no one would believe me. Like, where did it go? How did it just disappear? So it's interesting to me. They, there, there's some hypothesizing. You should watch the show, but there's some hypothesizing like, okay, well, what if it is foreign countries that have technology that we know nothing about? They're so far advanced from us. We know nothing about it. Or is it out of this world? Like we just don't know. So they're not saying, you know, it's aliens, but they're not saying it's not. They're saying, we don't know what it is. And it's a little scary that we don't know what it is. So yeah. anyways, I thought that was really interesting. That's exciting. Um, and here's the other one. Did you watch over COVID the, the uh, Tiger King? Uh, yes, I did. Like, okay. I think everybody did, right? Okay. Yes, everybody did. And you know that Carol Baskin owns Joe Exotic's uh, park, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know that that uh long low jeff low i think it was his name he got a bunch of his cats joe exotics cats right i'm trying to remember, remember that who, guy who was. he was the guy at the end who tried to take the oh park. yeah the rich guy that had all the yes. girls yeah. yes well the feds just seized 69 cats from his tiger park because he says they were not being taken care of. They were not getting the vet help that they needed. They were not getting fed adequately. They were not in appropriate cages. They were like basically going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in these small cells and not getting the stimulation they need. Did you hear that? I did not. That's really yeah. sad. Maybe you shouldn't be breeding these animals. You can't afford them. Don't breed right. more of them, especially when they eat this much. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So th there was some what mental about, illness like, in that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that Baskin lady, what's going on with her? I don't know. I really don't know. She's, she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs a little bit, I think. I don't know. I don't exactly know, but definitely that whole Joe exotic. I was like, there's a little mental illness there. There's some stuff going on. So I guess today is mental mental illness uh, day, awareness You know day. what else it is? It is also National Strawberry and Cream, cream <gasps> Day. Strawberries and Cream oh, Day. I love strawberries and cream. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> is it shortcake or, you know? No, it just says National Strawberries and Cream Day. And tomorrow's word, World Fiddle Day. Fiddle. Okay. Get your fiddle on. Get my fiddle on. Well, guess what today's episode is about well i know what it's about but i do <laughs> want to say one more thing okay uh, okay i really really think we should revisit the floyd jean bennett case because Which that's local one? 
is that? She's the one in Beaverton. The house that we want to go. She's in the backyard. She yes. has to be in okay. the backyard. So what okay. if we did, let's do some, let's try to get like some fundraisers. Let's get some people to join our Patreon. Okay. And every cent that goes to that, we will get ground penetrating radar. Okay. I we won't that. dig How in her backyard. I don't know. I'm going to look it up, but I okay. just want to put it out there that this lady can be found. She has to be in that backyard. Her yeah. husband was convicted of other crimes and he also chopped up people and put them in the backyard. Yes. Yes. I so, thought about that case. I know. And she's just been popping up in my head for probably the last week <gasps> and a half. Ooh. And so I really think um, I, I went back, I got the address again. I'm going to write a letter. Okay. And I'm just going to say, you know, I don't know if you know the history of your house, but this is what happened. If we pay for ground penetrating radar, would you let us come back there? We're not going to dig anything. I just want to know right. if there's anomalies. Is that the right word? Yes. Um, in the ground. And then, and then we can revisit if there is, but I really think if we just fundraise and get somebody to go out there and just look, let's do yeah, that. And, and let me just point out, we don't make money doing this podcast. So no. every <laughs> cent that you, <laughs> our whole $2, she sends me a, a screenshot. She's like, oh, we made $2. How do you want your $3 and 24 yeah. cents this month? Melissa? Yeah. Which yeah, hasn't so, even covered our equipment. So, you know, it's yes. not like, we're I think money. like if, you know, people want to, um, support us. That's great and all, but yeah, I think going forward until we have enough money raised to do the ground penetrating radar, I think if anybody wants to contribute to that, you can know exactly where that money is going. I'll be very honest with you. I'll show you everything, but um, I think we really need to do that. I think she should be found. Yeah, I like she's that. totally been like in my head. So yeah, um, let's do go. dogs help at all? Can we get so dogs? I go, that was the other thing. I was all online today trying to do like how do I like how do I get a track tracking dog yeah and how do I train my dog to do it and a lot of it is the agility stuff he's still too young he's only six and a half months and they really don't recommend any agility stuff until around 12 months but then I'm like okay but he should he could be able to learn to start Smell. tracking yeah so now I'm trying to like I've been googling all day today like local places that I want to do it in groups because it's so expensive to do one-on-one -on -one. yeah and just because I really need to get some of the basics down for him first right and then once he's got those really well then I'm going in to do some um tracking stuff and oh so gosh, maybe by that. that by the time we have enough money raised to get this backyard thing going on um he can also smell but I mean I don't know we'll see it's been so long it's been so long, like 70s. Yes. This happened in yeah. the 70s, late 80s or early yeah. 80s. It was a long time ago, like 79 or something. I know she's in that backyard. She has to be. Yeah, yeah. So. I agree. Okay. Well, I love that. And I think we should do it. And I'm all about that. And I hope that people um, are, are uh, want to see that as well. See closure for the family. Um, that would be really, um, I don't want to say fun because that's the wrong word, but good close. She just needs to be found. Yeah, she, yeah. she deserves to be put into like an actual like cemetery or cremated, whatever. Like everybody deserves to know where, what happened to her. Exactly. And, and uh, gosh, what was I just going to say? Mm, that's already gone. Never mind. <laughs> gone. gone. <laughs> it's gone. Sorry. Well, today we are going to discuss the death of Alyssa Lamb. And you have up on your background for the, those YouTubers, Hotel Cecil. Um, 
And you actually brought this one to my attention. I had mm-hmm. never heard of this case um, until you actually brought it to my attention. And a, another friend of mine said, oh yeah, she that was weird. She acts so weird. I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah. So here's the story. On February 19th of 2013, the body of Alyssa Lamb was found in the rooftop water tank of the Cecil Hotel in downtown LA. Now, in this area of downtown LA, the Hotel Cecil has a long, long history. Um, but let's just say for right now, I'll give you a little bit of the history later. Um, <clears throat> it was in Skid Row. And it had been over the years, I think it was the 20s or the, yeah, 1920s um, that it was built, okay? And it had been split, not down the middle, but by floor into two different hotels. Recently, when they redid it. Well, yes, when they redid it. The Hotel Cecil was like the first two floors, and that was low rent weekly rates, monthly rates for low income people. Well, when they originally, this company bought it, they wanted to redo the whole thing thing. to like revive it in back in the twenties or thirties, whenever it was actually built, they built it for a million dollars, which is roughly five, 15.1 now. And um, it was like the boom in place. Everybody all like businessmen and, you know, the elitist went there and then um, it's gorgeous. the, and, the, but it is also right order. next to, you know, Skid Row, which house is that what do you even call it? 10,000 yeah. homeless people. Yeah, it is literally next door. Yeah. So when they went to revive it, and this company bought it, they had to keep certain floors under that I think same it was, I think it was the Holiday Inn that bought it. And basically, the city came back and said, No, 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 you can't you can't it's like a historic thing yeah it's like it's under like it's part of the skid row program and so they weren't able to do the whole thing sorry you can keep going no that's fine so basically i just wanted to explain to people so now they had the hotel cecil entrance the historic entrance that if you were living in the hotel cecil the first two floors you would go in that entrance on the back side they did the hotel and it was called stay on main for Mm -hmm. stay on main street And that they converted into kind of a low end holiday inn. it was very nice um, or clean, I should say, not nice, but it was clean. It was a little bit more uh, tailored for the young traveler. They had hostel type rooms in there so you could share a room. You could be um, and, and that will come into play here or you could be in a small single room. And she, uh, Alyssa was Cantonese and she was from Canada and she was in a very, um, what I would say tight knit family. Um, she lived with her family and she kind of had been spiraling and changing and trying to grow and trying to like branch away from her family. And she was big on social media. So that's why we kind of know a lot about what was going on in her mind and what was going on in her life at the time. But she decided that she was going to travel to LA. She was very excited about it. She was like, this is going to be my big, you know, independent travel. So by herself, she left her parents home in Canada and she traveled down to LA and she checked in to stay on Maine. Now, there are many um, reasons why the disappearance and the later the discovery of her body was so perplexing 
and became a huge topic for both online sleuths, documentaries, um, later a, a lawsuit by her parents. But um, it really goes down to several different things. Um, the biggest thing was the hotel itself kind of housing these two sets. And when I, I kind of mentioned the two sets, but I didn't mention that the elevator, there was only one elevator. So if you came in the stay on main side, you had to use the same elevator as the hotel Cecil. So if you got in that elevator and you could be next to a homeless guy who's high on whatever PCP or somebody coming in to buy drugs, right? The first two floors, you could get off on the first two floors. They could get off on the third through fifth floor, right? Everybody could use that elevator and the elevator was not controlled in any manner. Like there was no control between floors once you got in there. So that also played part in this, I think. And I don't know. Um, do you think that people on the stay at Maine knew that it was connected? No. Yeah. I think no. because they said as soon as you checked in, it, you, it was like you went back in time the minute you got in the elevator and it was like you're in a different hotel. It was. It was, and it was dirty and, gross, like, and yeah, it was not like the clean sort of businessy, modern kind of look. Um, and Alyssa had posted on her social media, her struggles with mental illness, depression. She had been diagnosed with bi both, both bipolar and depression, and she was taking some medications for that. Um, and another reason for all of this, uh, really like, I guess this, outcry by the public, like what the heck happened was that she had some really odd behavior when she was at the hotel. Firstly, they moved her into a room with two other girls. So she was clearly in a group room for a better rate. And after a couple days, the other roommates were like, dude, she's weird. She's doing some weird stuff. Like she's not going to sleep at a normal time. Like, can you can you do something? And so and she was leaving post-it notes everywhere on their yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so they moved her out of that room into her own room. And so then she um, was later just went missing. Right. So her parents were like, where is she? You know, she should have called. And everyone knew that like the next day that the last day that she'd been found, which had been seen, which was January 31st, um, they knew she was going to go get a book that she was really looking forward to at a special bookstore. So everybody kind of knew she was doing that. So she had something to look forward to. Now, what happens after they find her body? And I'll tell you about that. But what happens after that is they also find video of her on her last day that she was ever seen in this elevator, in this said elevator. And it was really weird because she, and you've seen the video, right? She's in the elevator. And at this time, this is February 15th when the LAPD actually released the, the video of her. It's two and a half minutes of footage of her, but she gets in and she looks kind of like a little frantic. Like people are like, oh, she looked like she was running from something, but she ends up going to the buttons and hitting all of the buttons to all of the floors. And which is unusual if you're running from somebody, why would you hit all the buttons? Right. And then 
she gets up to a, a floor and I can't remember which floor it was, but she starts like looking out because the doors aren't shutting. Like they're not, you know, doing the timed thing where they shut again. So she's kind of looking out both ways and she's kind of looking for somebody. You can't really tell. Is she seeing anyone? You know, is anybody there? You don't really know. And then at one point she does seem to step out. I did watch some conspiracy online groups that said you could see a foot. I didn't really see the said foot. Like, I didn't I see it either. Okay, no, good. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. any of that. I didn't see the extra shadows. I was no. looking for all of that stuff. Me too. I think there's a lot yeah. of people looking for. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. But then she gets off the elevator and that is literally the last time she is mm -hmm. seen. Um, so we don't really know. And, and that I believe was one of the Cecil floors. Do you remember? I don't have um, that in my notes. I don't it's remember really what unclear. floor that was. Yeah. 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 Um, so people speculate that, that maybe she was high, maybe she was under medicating because she had, she was prescribed Wellbutrin, uh, Lamis, Lamictal, Lamictal, that's it. Sorry. Seroquel and Effexor. Um, and she was definitely under medicated when they did her autopsy. Um, so other, they didn't find any well, other they, illicit drugs, but they did find her pills were still in her room. Like she had yes. stopped taking them, yes. but I wanted to say too, was it 15 or 18 days that she was actually missing? I think it was a full 19 days until okay. she was found. Okay. Because I think um, they had to go in and do a search and they were saying yes. that there were what 70 rooms over 600 closets. And then when they start talking, well, they wanted to know all the details of the staff and when they were coming and going when they were clocking in and out. And then she's like, Oh, my gosh, like you think she might have left in a dumpster like it didn't even occur yeah. to the manager at that time. And honestly, this was a place where they like death happened a lot there. Yes. So people say. go missing there and sometimes they do it on purpose. And this wasn't a hotel that checked your background. This is a place where people could like, you know, hide out in because, you know, Ramirez, yes. that was his house yes. when all of that happened, which we can get into later. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I have that. I have okay, that. Okay. Go ahead. And also they called 911 at least every day, one to three yeah. times. So yeah. this was a common occurrence of kind of illicit things going on. Now that doesn't mean that it was a stay on main side. It just means it's just a hotel in general. Building. Yes. This whole, the building. black Dahlia, this is the last place she was seen yes. as well. Yes. Yes. So it has this sordid history and that's yes. one of the other things about this case. Um, but just kind of going back to her, you know, people were like, she looks psychotic, you know, she was, you know, they, a lot of she did. She looked like she was like, she uh, did. either Paranoid. frantic or she's was, I mean, yeah, there was, it looked like yeah. a lot of different things, but then the online sleuths started looking through the video and they realized, Hey, wait, the time stamp on this doesn't mm -hmm. line up. And there seems to be a gap. Now the hotel says, no, no, the time step was wrong from the beginning. And online sleuths are like, yeah, but there's like a whole minute missing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, it was just bad equipment. We just didn't have good equipment. So no one, there's all this speculation about, okay, was this tampered with? Did somebody see something on this and get rid of the video evidence? We really, really don't know. Um, and rumors also, 
excuse me, have been started about the autopsy report. And some say that the rape kit results were never processed. Others say that the fingernail kit was never processed on her. And I haven't even told you about how she was found yet. Yeah. So eventually on the 19th of February, she was eventually found. Um, <laughs> now, by the way, as you said, they had searched this whole hotel. They had looked everywhere. They could not find her. And now if you can only imagine you're staying in LA, you've never been there before. They actually had a, had a interview with a couple and I think they were from uh, Australia. They were visiting LA for the first time and they decided to stay at the stay on Maine. And they weren't going to spend much time there. The rooms were not real nice inside um, the hotel. They had no idea. Nice they were yeah. like, this is cheap. Let's stay yep. there. Yeah. They were like, oh my God. As soon as yes. they said when they got into the elevator, they were like, oh gosh. Yeah. And then they got up to the rooms and the rooms were not any better. And they said that the, the floors water, were sticky. Yes. The water Eventually, that was the coming water. out of the ho of the faucets smelled bad. It was brown. Some people said it was black. Some said it tasted weird. People <laughs> started complaining. Now this water actually went to many rooms. I think it was 60 rooms. It went to a kitchen and it went to a coffee shop. Okay. This will come into play because um, people started complaining about this. And that is what finally sent a maintenance man up to the rooftop, which is a bit scary to me because um, I didn't know we're getting our water from rooftop tubs of water. Okay. Probably, like, this is an old hotel. Like they probably just hadn't upgraded is this it, right? Rainwater? Like what's going on here? And it's, how did those, those tubs like fill the whole hotel? It seems yeah, like it goes really quick. So there's it's, four giant tubs up there. And so he goes up to investigate and figure out why the water is colored, miscolored, why it smells. And first of all, to get up there, the roof doors are locked and you need a key code and a passcode or a key and a passcode to get in. But he... Um, goes ahead and, you know, gets in there or whatever. Now, side note, by the way, you can go down a floor and out the fire escape, even mm -hmm. down a couple floors and go up the, the fire escape. So you can get to the roof, but this is going to be important because when he goes out onto the roof, he finds that, um, he goes to the water tanks. Now, when you get to the roof, then you have to climb up the cinder block plat this onto the cinder block platform where the water tanks are then sitting even higher than the roof. So he gets up there, he gets a ladder and he leans the ladder onto this water tank and he sees this water tank uh, lid is open. He looks in and he finds her floating body, which I can't imagine. I mean, must've just been disgusting and gross. Well, and like, had they not put that together? no. Like they had not, she's been missing waters tasting weird. They didn't Well, I think it was, I think it was not together. Like okay. the conversations weren't happening together. It happened so gradually that all of a sudden they had a problem with their water. Mm -hmm. 19 days later, they're like, well, this is weird. I think as Melissa, if we own the hotel <laughs> and you know, you and I were like, this girl's been missing like 18 days. And I was like, Hey, I just got a call that the water's black. 
when you would look at me and we'd be like, oh shit, somebody's <laughs> well, in the you tank. and I would look like that. Yeah, but I'm not sure everybody else was okay. or would. But do you remember like, and maybe you're getting to this, but they had the tracker dogs in there, and it go stopped and at that, that window. Yes, go ahead and tell that. So I think they brought the dogs in and it went to that window that has the fire escape that goes up to the roof. I yeah. think that's how she got in there. Cause everyone was saying, no, like an employee must've taken her up there or yeah. raped her and threw her in the water tank or, you know, something where like she leaves that elevator. I think she goes left. I don't even know. Maybe right. Yeah. Goes to that window and goes out and then climbs up. I think she did. And the weird part about that I could never get, a complete understanding of is then how did she get up to the water tank? It said she climbed up the water tank, but it didn't sound like there was I look from the picture. Like maybe there's an, a ladder in between the water tanks. So there's four tanks. If you guys can imagine the top of the, there's four tanks sitting and they're very tight together. There might've been a ladder in the middle, but the maintenance guys didn't use that ladder. They used a separate ladder that they would lean along the tanks, but that ladder was not on the tanks. So how okay, did she listen, climb up we there? are not even talking about a sane person at this point. Yeah, she I goes agree. out the window. She goes up this, this, it's the ladder is like, on the side, like, I don't know if you can see this picture, where I'm trying. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply kind of like show <laughs> up, so up above your head it's like it's exposed like you're not even yes. in like a tube right so you're yeah. already not in your right mind you go up this thing you climb up and over the top of the thing like you're like oh I'll go to the water tower like you're not even thinking in your right mind like and if they're close enough you can like shimmy up I don't I don't know exactly yeah how she got up there because it's eight foot by four feet so it's eight feet tall yes is that right? And then four, four feet, feet wide, wide, but the hatch is quite a bit smaller. It is. So I think there were, that was another thing that people were talking about. Like the, the sleuth people is like the whole lid itself is like this really heavy thing. How did she get it off and put it back on? It wasn't, it was left open and it was like the smaller hatch on top of the big hatch. Well, she, yeah, yes, it was open when they found her. Exactly. So clearly she, so she had a gone smaller in. hatch open Yes, and she could fit through that. Now, and she, it wasn't closed. Nobody didn't close her correct. in there. I think she jumped correct. in there and. Cause there was speculation. How would she have closed that on herself? Like that's impossible, which it would have been unless the water was super high, which it wasn't. And she was floating and she'd pull it down, but right. the water, the, the hatch was open, but they did actually cut open the uh, water tub, water, the tank to get her out tank to get her out because the firemen and the rescue and they couldn't get their equipment in there. 
within that smaller hatch. Yeah. So they actually did um, cut it open and do all that to get it out. Now, with her body, you can imagine the state it was in. It was extremely swollen. It was bloated. The autopsy showed that she had subcutaneous pooling of the blood in her anal area and her rectum was prolapsed. Now, some speculated, okay, she'd been sexually abused. Others say, no, that really doesn't mean that. It really could have been part of the bloating and the body's decomposition. Um, but one of the weird things, her phone was never found. Now, I will also say to you um, that her phone could have been dropped from the roof. Her phone could have been uh, thrown from the roof, like lots of other options. And in Skid Row, somebody she's in a cheap hotel. Like, yeah, somebody could have just taken it. Yeah, she could have dropped it it once they realized what happened. Like, yeah, yeah, but um. She was in a pretty bad state um, when they did find her. Um, the coroner's report said that she was found naked in clothing very similar to the clothing that we see on her in the elevator, but the clothing was now floating in the water. So it was not actually on her, which I can see her taking it off because she's, it's weighing her down. You know, now she's starting to panic, um, but it had also a sand-like particulate on it, which I didn't ever really hear an explanation for. Did you? No, I didn't hear that one. Okay. Well, and like, it was what, January is cold. And they say like, when you get hypothermia, you get hot. Yeah. So maybe as she's trying to like tread water, she starts taking off her clothes because she's so hot. Maybe. I mean, I don't know why she would take off her clothes in there. But I also think you'd start to panic. Like no one's going to find you. How do you get out of that? There's no internal ladder inside that thing, which. Yeah. And it was eight feet. She couldn't even get to the top. Like I think she didn't. It And even because she wasn't thinking rationally, even when she's drowning, she's not thinking rationally. Like she's probably not thinking ahead. Right. Like to like, Oh, what do I need to do next? Like, I mean, that would be a terrible drowning the coroner's report also says there was no evidence of physical trauma or sexual assault even though those couple things that we said were wrong with her and they said that there was no suicide markings of suicide um her her watch and her room key were found with her so she did have her watch she did have her room key um but there's still a lot of speculation on how did she get into the water tank? Did she go out that window? Did somebody take her? Did somebody do something to her? Did somebody kill her and then put her in there? And I never read anything that said she died of drowning. That was never told to me. So there's a lot of questions on that. Um, And, you know, that poor maintenance worker, I'm sure that he was just devastated. But where you kind of went into this, there's also a lot of speculation about the history of the hotel. And in addition to Lamb's death in the hotel, it's been plagued with a lot of unfortunate occurrences. Mm-hmm. It was home to Richard the Night Stalker Ramirez. It was also home to Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger. And other people then went on 
to speculate that there were similarities between Lamb's death and the movie in 2002, Dark Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, people, I don't know. I think people get There were so many, like, in- I didn't see that. I haven't seen it. I wanted to yeah. after I saw that. But the different similarities when they're just telling you in the trailer, even yes. wasn't like even what she was wearing was similar. And um, I mean, there were so many things, but the movie was made years before. Correct. But, Correct. Yeah. It was even so in a you, water tank on top of a, a hotel. Yes. Yeah. I think it was dripping though, but so. doesn't matter. You know, the water thing is just pretty disgusting and gross. And it makes me not want to use water at a hotel because where the hell is the water coming from? Um, I actually found a list on Wikipedia of 19 people that have died or had violent crimes at the Cecil hotel. And several of them were just people committing suicide, jumping off the building, um, you know, poisoning themselves inside the building, like really, really tragic stuff. So there's all this sort of strange um, uh, conspiracy theories about Mm -hmm. her disappearance and then her parents sued the hotel and basically said, look, you didn't take the necessary steps. Now that was thrown out and um, of, of court that didn't end up getting in them anywhere, but they were really upset because they didn't feel like she was being protected at the hotel. Um, so what are your thoughts about this case? Well, um, I think there. I mean, that that whole hotel has to have some really negative energy in there, for sure. Uh-huh. Because I think a lot of them were like, okay, um, let's just say she did it all herself, right? But could uh-huh. she have been possessed by an evil spirit with, with right. roaming the walls of, like, the hotel? And because that manager – and are you talking about the – did you – are you getting this from the documentary, the documentary on Netflix? I did watch the documentary, but I okay. also did um, online research for this. But I, I watched the documentary like months ago. Yeah. And so um, I didn't rewatch it for, for because she discussion. the manager there. She was a manager, I think, from 2010 to 2020. I, it was 10 years. I, and I could be yeah. wrong with those dates. She had 70 deaths in that hotel in those yeah. 10 years. I mean, that's a lot in 10 years. So she said, like, I think was like her first within the first three days of working there. She had her first and she's like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And can believe it. And then she realized it's just a normal thing for it to happen. I think that, you know, I think she stopped taking her medicine because I've known some bipolar people and I know that they see things that aren't there they can. I mean, it just depends on where they are. She stopped taking her medicine. I think she started acting out and weird with those the people in her room the hostile people yeah they kick her out she's still not taking her medicine you know and I think she then like probably didn't sleep because they were keep you know and that was the the person that I know whenever she didn't sleep it was when it would trigger I mean she didn't sleep for days and it just like it was full-blown bad like hallucinating saying really odd things but this is another weird thing she, I remember her telling me, like, she went to the mall. And this is when she's who, who fully... Who are you talking about? No, I can't tell you. Um, oh, but it's okay. a very reliable source. But she would okay, tell so me, like, after... so this is a after, friend of yours? Yes. It has bipolar. Okay. Yes, okay. Um, it is. It's a... Okay. Yeah. And okay. so she said that while she was really, really sick, or yes. I guess is what you call it, sick, when she was in her... I don't even know what you call it, but she episode. was... Episode. Yes, her episode. She went to the mall. 
And she could look at people and she would know if they were good or bad because some of the faces would just be not there. They would be just like these dark grace, like nothing, no facial. And she would just know by walking down the hall if they were like really bad people or really if they were okay people or they would smile and it'd be like. And so I could see that maybe she thought she was being followed. Like what if during that time you are like, and this is going to, then I'm going kind of crazy, right? With these yeah. different dimensions, right? What if they're yes. crossing over and you're seeing stuff that is there, but we don't know, normally see it. Right. So she's maybe because she's in this altered state, she's able to see some of that negative ac- activity within the hotel. So what you're saying is, what if she's seeing ghosts? What if she was seeing something negative within the building because she's in an altered state because of her bipolar? It's a good question. What if the bipolar wiring is actually allowing them to see another dimension? So that's what I think about like people with mental illness. When they're talking to somebody, we don't see it, but could they actually be talking to somebody? Talking like to that's somebody. there. We yeah. just can't see it. Like, right. I mean, because they're, like, they're like, very oh, adamant. No, take and, like, this medication. Yeah, take this medication. Yes. Turn that off. Yeah. Right. Turn it yeah, off when it's still there. That's beyond my recollection. You sent me a TikTok of a girl <laughs> who, what did she say? She says she's read all of the, uh, how did she say that? I'm not sure which one you ever, I sent you one recently about the Texas El Paso, Texas. I read the entire CIA document on reality shifting, and here's what you Yeah, said. the CIA document on reality shifting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is, what is her name? I thought she said Shifty it in a pretty, Lee. I thought it was in, or she explained it in an easy way. Yes, she basically said, she took pieces of paper, and she drew a stick figure on one of the pieces of paper in the middle of the stack. And she basically said, this is us. We're very two dimensional. We're on one piece of paper, but in the stack, if I take and I take a Sharpie and I put my Sharpie onto like your brain and it, the Sharpie, the ink dry or goes into the other pages. It bleeds into the other side. Yeah. Paradigm shifting is, is that you've now entered into another paradigm I was, that's a little, or if the Sharpie was on a different piece of paper bleeding into ours, ours. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And which maybe with enough mental illness, you could see, I don't know. I just, so like in that, in that video, it very much looks like she's hiding from somebody in her reality. She probably is. Okay. If you're hiding from somebody, why push every single button, including the button that keeps the doors open. And so they're all like all those conspiracy people. They're like, why is the door not closing? Well, because you pushed the stupid right. button. Like, what do you think it yeah. happened? And like, you know, they're, and, and they're like the whole thing with the heel or whether the shoe, they thought that was somebody else's. I'm like, that's yes. her foot. Like, I didn't really yeah. think a I lot of what they said. Yeah. Uh, I saw what they were looking at, but it just looked like a part of her. Yeah. It didn't look like somebody yeah. else. And I do think there's more than one um, elevator. I think they're side by side. I think there's two side by side. And so I think they were like, but they go to the same floors. I think so. And I could be wrong about that too. I just, when I saw a video, um, I think I saw these guys on YouTube that went to the hotel (laughs) because, okay. Would you go stay at this hotel? No. 
So you I would, would go to the I hotel. Would. I would rent a room, but I wouldn't stay the night there. I'd go up and visit. <laughs> or you'd stay awake. <laughs> no, I don't even think I would do that. Like late at night, I think that would be really creepy. But I could go during the day and check it out, which is what they but did. And it looked like there was too. You have actually stayed the night in a creepy, what you thought was going to be a haunted hotel. Okay, but it, I, I did. But it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't next to Skid Row. And it wasn't full of like people that want to stay off the grid because of either they're hiding because they're wanted hiding. or yes. they're, you know, jer- criminal past Ramirez people that are like probably sex offenders and all of that. That would freak me out. But yeah. I would go check yeah. out the hotel. I think it'd be. Would really you scary. go and stay with your husband? No, he wouldn't go there anyway. No. He, 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 I know he, he wouldn't. Didn't, he didn't if even he stay would. at the haunted hotel with me. But if he would, would you? No, because I think he would try to protect <laughs> me and then he would get hurt. And oh, I wouldn't want that okay. for him either. Okay. What if you had an attack dog? What if I wouldn't want my dog hurt? I No, I don't think so. <laughs> like if I had an armed guard at my door. Um, if they like. But you wouldn't want the armed guard to. You wouldn't want the armed guard to. uh scare away the potential ghosts or spirits that would come in. I think there's lots of haunted places out there that aren't full of criminal activity. <laughs> I, okay. I could find lots think, of other haunted places to go, but ladies I think and I gentlemen, would, I think yes. we have found your line. Finally, this is your line. No, I your line always, is criminal activity. I've always <sighs> told you mental illness scares me because people that are irrational. Yes. Scary. Yes. You know, because yes. they're not even you can't thinking, reason right? with it. Yeah, you can't so, reason with it. Do you think she did it all on her own? You don't think there's like this weird conspiracy? I don't think there's or... a conspiracy. I don't. I I I think it's super unfortunate. I think it just I don't think that she there's enough information. Yeah, I don't think there's enough information to say she did. I had some questions that like Everybody was saying, well, maintenance workers put a separate, uh, you know, ladder up. Well, okay. So, but there was a ladder because I could see one, but they never said there wasn't a ladder, but they never said there was a ladder. They just said she climbed up it. Well, she just like Spider-Man up this thing. Like I had some questions like that. Um, You know, and honestly, like it was eight feet tall, like, right. And this thing was on cinder blocks. All she yeah. really needed is like two or three feet of step to get up there where he's like, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to put up a ladder. Yeah. You know, he's not during it. He's not spider monkeying up the side of it. Like she probably did. Like she wasn't but thinking I need a ladder. Small. She's small. So she would have to, although, you know, to be honest, if she's small, she probably could have waddled between the two tanks. That's actually probably a good idea. She could have waddled, like put a foot on one tank, yeah. the foot on the other tank, and she could have gotten that. Although at the top, then she would have had to like Spider-Man over, but I could see that happening. Maybe. Yeah. Especially if there's grooves. See, I don't know the tanks. Like I don't, and, and you can kind of see the tanks in the picture, but it's, it looks like there's kind of smooth, but it looks like there's ladders on them. Like, built-in ladders which yeah i'm gonna look at the you know apparently maintenance didn't use but um because they specifically said they didn't use those but the hatch was definitely open yeah i think unfortunately um that she probably you know did something to herself but i don't think she did it intentionally i think she had every intention of even though she had talked about suicide i don't think she had 
intentions of killing herself. I think. No, I don't think, I think it was an accident. I think she went off her meds. I think she was paranoid. I think she hid on her own, was hiding from somebody or something. And then that wasn't actually there. I don't think. I do too. I do too. I know. It's just really, oh, but did you see, oh my gosh, at the end of that documentary, they talked about how there was an illness that went ripping through um, Skid Row. No, I don't remember that. Okay. I'm going to probably get some of this wrong. So I apologize, but it was at the very end of that documentary. Um, Or maybe I saw it online, but um, you'll have to look it up. It was, um, I think an illness went through Skid Row and that the drug that they were um, treating these people with was like Lamelisa. That was the name <gasps> oh, of yes. it. Yes, I do remember that. Okay, that's one of the other conspiracies, right? Because it got all. Yes. it's like how? What are the chances that she yes. was missing? And then the drug that they're treating these people wasn't it the the yes that was sick. Okay, I I, I want to say was it. I'm gonna Lam- look that up really Lam- quick. Yes, there was something about there was a there's a lot of conspiracies about that or about her disappearance and how it like eerily similar to this and eerily similar to that. And there's this movie. And then then there was this this other movie made by her brother. And, you know, a lot of things that I sort of didn't go down the rabbit hole of, you know, researching and everything. But you're right. There was something about that. And I don't exactly yeah. remember that. So Lam Elisa is a test for tuberculosis. Yes. And I guess maybe they were testing the people or there was something and it's spelled exactly the same. Just her last name's first. Not and a, you it's know? from Canada. Was it from there was Canada? something really weird. Like, I mean, what yes. is that? What is that all about? Yes. That was weird. I agree. I agree. But that okay. was weird. <laughs> it's still going to be weird if she was murdered. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Regardless yes. if she did it herself or she was murdered or whatever. It was weird well, that that drug was murdered. Was... There's a couple things. If she was murdered, there would have been signs on her body that she was murdered before she p- was put in there. If she was just put in there by somebody being an asshole and like, oh, she's going to drown in there. I don't exactly know what the purpose was. I, I guess there's just no, there's no clues, no signs that she was murdered. Yeah, I think there would be, there would probably be more information out there and people seeing them, like if she actually was drug out by some guy or, you know what I mean? Like we would have had some more sightings or this, you know, weird behavior by another employee or person, or I just, I don't think, I think it was just very unfortunate. But we would have seen something on her body, like like her nails would have been broken off. Like she was clawing at someone or mm-hmm. she'd have, you know, a wound of some kind because she was trying to stop him from dragging her up there or right. like just something even like not going in the hole, you know, she would have been trying to like, you know, she yeah. would have gotten bruised trying to hold herself from going through the hatch. I don't know. It just didn't seem like there was anything on her body even. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, so. like those, you saw that the, the interview with that couple that went in, right. And they were like, Oh God, this oh, yeah. like creepy. Well, for Elisa, Alyssa, Elisa lamb to stay there on her yeah. own. She yes. could have been there in her right mind <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? Gosh, right? Like you're by yourself. You have to be off your meds. 
Yeah. And then you have to be yeah. a little crazy. And then, and you're just like leeching around, like ooh, around that hotel. I'd be like, which is what those people said. They were like, we came in, we slept, we left. Like we were gone all day long. We were like, we want to be, they just wanted a cheap place to stay. Yeah. 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 And it which was, I mean, I don't know. That would, that's sketch too. I would have. Well, and then when Richard Ramirez stayed there, he paid $14 a night. That's super cheap. He lived there for, he'd lived there during that whole thing. Gross. That's scary. That's a scary hotel. And what's really sad is it used to be something really, really cool, which is kind of like all of our downtown Portland right now. Yeah. It used to be really, really cool. And have you been down there? I just went down there last week. Yeah, I went there recently. And is it weird that like, it's like the, the park blocks that have the, the old courthouse, yeah. you know, from the waterfront all the way up, yeah. but the businesses on each side of that are like untouched. Uh-huh. It's just like that row that goes all the way up, like that whole center part of downtown. It's like probably yes. a three or four blocks of just mayhem. And then either side of it. Yes. Like the, there's glass in the windows where everything else is yeah. boarded up. It's, it's like, yeah, like, and what was even weirder is like it didn't even go all the way to Burnside. It was like no. only this like one certain area, like this four blocks of like. Well, um, that's what everybody, up- you know, everybody talks about. Oh, sorry about Portland. It's like why we're you know it's really a concentrated you know four block area around the Justice Center around the federal courthouse that was really the problem. But I will tell you, a lot of the businesses still have all that plywood and stuff up, mm-hmm. even inside Pioneer Place, um, which is kind of sad. And I'm ready for that to all come down. I do hope that um, some of the pieces of art that were painted on the plywood uh, will be saved and maybe memorialized at some point. I think that they have, they tell a story. They mm-hmm. tell a story about a time in, um, you know, our in our lives that um, people retaliated and said, you know, this isn't okay anymore. And I'm not saying it was right. Cause there's a lot of people just down there just to break shit. Um, but that wasn't the whole story. That's not the end all, you know, I don't think. And like I've told many people, you know, the, the normal rioters left at nine or 10. And then that's when the people who wanted to break stuff showed up. So that's the unfortunate part, but. Yeah, very, very sad. Yeah. yeah, very sad. It is. And we have a lot of homeless, a lot of mental illness in our town, as do, I think, all of the major towns that I'm hearing about. Um, I haven't experienced it and when. I mean, I've seen it in, I've seen it in Seattle. Um, I've seen it down in Roseburg, even uh, Medford um, in Oregon. But um, and then I hear San Francisco is really bad with homeless. So we're not treating our mentally ill very good. Um, for sure there's a problem and we need to treat them better and we need to get them help. And I don't know, I don't know what that means. I don't know how that is, but the stigma first of all has to be removed for people that have mental illness to say, Hey, I need to get help. And it's okay. A lot of people have it. Some people choose to live that way though. It's I'm not saying it's I'm true. not saying everybody, but I'm just saying that there's a yeah. I think a lot of it's mental or drugs. It could be a lot of different things, but yep. it's just it's self there's self a lot medicating. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even, you know, down to people that I know that have ADHD that say, you know, I don't like 
who I am when I'm on those medications, they flatten yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And so they like that, that euphoric feeling that they have when they're not on the drug. Now, do they like the flat feeling that they have on the opposite side? Probably not. You know, the, the depression side, no, but right. they really miss when they're flat and just across the board, <clears throat> the same, they really miss that exciting, you know, they do, euphoric. but they also don't realize their actions and how they affect other people. I don't think they, they're not all there to understand the big picture of it. And that's, what's hard. Like, um, I don't know. This is a whole new conversation. Not (laughs) dealing with it. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is a whole, it's a big one. It's just hard. And I, I'm glad that I'm not smart enough to be one of those people that make all those decisions on, like, I could not be Kate Brown. Like there's no no way. No, No, I wouldn't want her job. Like, no, she's damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. She's yes. being very conservative. And if she wasn't conservative, there'd be people either side. Her. She's, she's yeah. not, she's not going to yeah. win either way. Nope. Um, nope. I do want to, I want people to know how to get a hold of us because, okay. you know, we say our social media and all of that. So my email is salonsluce at yahoo.com. And Melissa, your email is salonsluce at gmail.com. Yes. S-A-L-O-N-S-L-E-U-T-H-S at gmail or at yahoo yes and also we'll just recap this if you want to help us find floyd jean bennett which we have an earlier episode about you can go back and find it um she is a woman that went missing in beaverton i believe in the late 70s i believe she's in the backyard of this house we want to go find her so um we are looking for patrons to contribute to what is it? A piece of machine? What is this thing? Equipment? Yes, we need a piece of equipment. We need to figure out what that's called. We need a company, Ground a guy to come out trading radar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, radar. I, What's you under know, there? What gosh, I kind of they built like this. I wonder if it can go through concrete because they built that new slab I saw in the back. That has to be yes. new. Can it go through that? Yes. I mean, I guess we'll have to ask all these questions. Know. But I think I don't think they're going to let us dig that, that up. No, but okay. let's just see if there's any weird things underneath it to be like, right. dude, like maybe we could, we could dig from the side and yes. pull it out. We don't have T- to tunnel out. Right. I mean, right. We could do that. Sure. We can do anything. <laughs> anything. I think we should really find her. Money. And then we're going to yes, go look for Ma- Alyssa McCran next, but let's okay. find one. All right. I think we can find her. It. She's going to be pretty easy. I Alyssa? Think. Or no. Bennett? No. Uh, yeah. Bennett. Okay. Okay. Right. Cause I really think right. she's just in the backyard. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I love it. All, All right, right, dear. Well, good, good talk today. Um, and have an excellent weekend. Yeah, you too. I'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.